are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, a victorious edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all to recap the Pelicans win. We're going to focus pretty much exclusively on this game. Maybe we'll get into the Christmas Day game tomorrow here in a minute because we're not going to have any podcast tomorrow. Um, but we'll see if we have time because this was a big win for your New Orleans Pelicans. Kind of an unexpected win, right? 113-119, particularly in the second half, dominant fashion that I wasn't prepared to see this on opening night. I thought they had a chance to win. I didn't think it was going to be to this degree of how good they looked in the second half. So let's break it all down in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So tonight's game was really a tale of two halves, I thought. The first half of the game was what we were expecting. The Pelicans were up and down. They were inconsistent. And ultimately, though, they have enough talent here and they're good enough to keep things close. They were down seven at halftime. But does it did it feel like the Toronto Raptors were ever going to run away with this game, even with the Pelicans having 27 freaking turnovers on the night? No. It was just, okay, maybe this is more of a project than we're thinking, but the talent here is good enough to compete on a nightly basis. And if they put it together, they're going to be a pretty decent team. And then they went into halftime and they put it together. A switch was absolutely flipped by this team and they looked like a different squad coming out after. I got like nine text messages from people after the game saying Pelicans are winning the championship or the Pelicans have more win than the Lakers do so far because they ran away from the Raptors in the second half, blew them out in the second half. I'll give you some of the numbers here coming up and it is outstanding what the Pelicans did. Brandon Ingram was awesome in this one. Zion was a little bit reserved to some degree, but he was still awesome. Steven Adams was really good, particularly in the beginning of this game. Lonzo Ball struggled, but then really turned it around and did exactly what you need out of him. JJ Redick was awesome off the bench. Oh yeah, and Eric Bledsoe is a pretty good basketball player, even though you traded away the better player in that deal. We're going to break it all down in today's show because, yeah, this was really good. So the first half of this game was this team... Being sloppy, just like Pelicans of old. Bad rotations, missing shots that they should be hitting, kind of settling for some things too, and not really playing in a rhythm, in a groove, or like a team. And it's game one. It's probably to be expected to some degree that they're going to be a little bit sloppy. And look, the Toronto Raptors were kind of the same way too. The Pelicans actually were doing a good job of keeping their big name guys from doing damage, but they were getting burned by a guy like Chris Boucher. It might happen in some of these games. And if Chris Boucher beats you, like then, then the Raptors beat you. And as long as it's not Pascal Siakam or, um, you know, some of the other guys, Kyle Lowry on the team, you'll feel good about that. Overall, while the first half was uh, not, not the best, I felt okay with it. But I didn't expect what the Pelicans were going to do in the second half. So in the first half, Lonzo Ball struggled. He was not good to start the game and looked kind of like the Lonzo Ball of old that we had kind of come to know a good bit and that we're going to be disappointed. And he was one of five from the field, one of four from deep, did have five points. 
It's disappointing. Brandon Ingram, five points in the first half. Zion Williamson, six points in the first half. He was three of four. Brandon Ingram was two of four, but the Pelicans were struggling at the free throw line, and they just weren't getting some great three-point looks at times from their guys. But they were competent enough without looking overwhelming or looking like they were necessarily the better team. Just a competent team that was doing some good things, some bad stretches of play, and yeah, the other team is better than them, so they're going to end up kind of playing better. But then they went into halftime, and Stan Van Gundy talked about it after the game and said he didn't really yell at any of these guys. And I was on ESPN radio um, yesterday. I was also on WWL, and I got asked this on WWL radio by Christian Garrick and Bobby Bear, And they said, you know, who's the leader of this team? And I said it needs to be Brandon Ingram. And I've said this to to you guys as well. It needs to be Brandon Ingram. I don't know if he's capable of doing it, though. But you might have seen it in last night's game. And he, without a doubt, is what the reason why the Pelicans win. So Stan Van Gundy said, I didn't yell at them at halftime. I didn't really make any adjustments. It was on them to kind of do it. And Brandon Ingram is the person that stepped up and made sure that his teammates were doing it as well. It should be music to your ears if you're a Pelicans fan. Brandon Ingram has been has been needed to be that leader for a long time now, for all of last season. The fact that he flipped that switch and turned it on himself, playing the, some of the most amazing basketball that I think I've seen from him. He's at a 50-point game. I was more impressed with this game from him than I was in the 50-point game. This was exactly what you wanted to see out of Brandon Ingram. And the fact that it lifted the level of play from his teammates that much. Yes, this is potential all NBA Brandon Ingram. He had a subpar performance against the Milwaukee Bucks in the second preseason game. Made you forget all about that in last night's win over the Toronto Raptors to the tune again of 113.99. It was a 14 point win. You were down seven at halftime. You can put it together what the second half for the Pelicans looked like. Let's break that down coming up here in just a moment. But before we get to that, today's show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Are you ready for some NBA action? What about football and bowl season? There's some big matchups over these next couple of weeks. The NFL uh, regular season is finishing up and the playoff picture is becoming clear. There's only one place that I want to bet at and the only one place that has you covered. And frankly, the only place that I trust for this sort of thing, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. That's basically like winning a free bet already. They're giving you free money here just by signing up. Whether you're looking for the top lines in college football and the rest of the bowl season, whether you want the NFL game of the week, whether you're feeling good about the Saints or the Pelicans, look, it was Pelicans plus four. If you took that, you would have won some money last night. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget, use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The holidays are about giving, so I'm giving you a hot tip right now that could earn you some extra cash. The new Locked On Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com, and Lee is red hot to start the season. He correctly called the Memphis game the other night. He, unfortunately for me, called the Tulane game the other night, too, saying they were going to get blown out. They did. It was sad. And he shares lock of the day on every episode. Subscribe to Locked On Bets today wherever you get your podcasts. So the second half for the Pelicans in their win, 113-119 over the Toronto Raptors, really good Raptors team, by the way, was really impressive for the second half performance. 
This team overcame turning the ball over 27 times to still win. So let's break it down player by player. Then in the third segment, we can touch on some of the overall team things that we saw. Some of the players will be in there too. We need to start with Brandon Ingram. He was just flat out awesome. Like there's no other way to put it that he was outstanding in this game. 24 points on the night, 11 assists, nine rebounds, three of six from deep, 11 of 19, 53% overall from the field. He also chipped in three steals and a block, only had three turnovers and just two fouls. Oh my God, is that a performance? First half, he was a little quiet. The team, the, the Raptors were really focusing on denying uh, Zion Williamson, and that allowed Brandon Ingram in the th- start of the third quarter to really get going. And I mean, really get going. The Pelicans won that quarter, by the way, 38-22. They won the fourth quarter 25-20. But a 16-point swing in the third quarter is absolutely massive. And that's because... It's cliche to say, but he let the game really come to him. Teams were keen in on Zion. The team was keen in on Zion Williamson. So he decided he was going to go out and score. And he scored from everywhere. Just kind of that three-level score that we've talked about at the rim, mid-range, and from deep. And then all of a sudden, you saw the defense for the Toronto Raptors shift. Let's cover Brandon Ingram. Let's not let him beat us. Let's take away what he's doing, which was straight cooking. And then he became a facilitator, a creator, exactly what you want to see out of him. 11 assists on the night ties a career high for him, and he did this in a variety of ways. The Toronto Raptors defense got really aggressive towards him. They were trapping him in pick-and-roll situations. He made the right pass to hit Steven Adams, this was early on in the game, for an easy layup. Down low, he's cutting and driving to the basket. They had good help defense and a good rotation to kind of take away that run uh, to the rim. Cool. Bounce pass to Zion Williamson down low or to to even to Eric Bledsoe down low. Every pass was in his repertoire tonight, in his bag tonight. And he made that Toronto defense pay by not trying to force things. When you're getting double teamed that much, when you're the focal point of the offense over 37 minutes like he was, you should probably have more than three turnovers. The team, again, had 27, which is an astronomical number on the night. He only had three of those. It's really good, actually. Like, that's really good. And he realized he could facilitate and is the reason the Pelicans really got things going. He elevated his play and it forced with his unbelievable creation, creating open looks for other guys to make them play better. And they stepped up to the plate, too. And that's why the Pelicans ended up running away with this in the second half. We talked about some of those advanced stats. You guys remember that, right? When I gave you the primer on that, go listen to that show if you haven't. The Pelicans were okay in the first, in the first half. They weren't amazing, but they weren't like getting run out of the building, but they weren't good. The second half though, they had an offensive rating of 126 and a defensive rating of 84. Remember you subtract the defensive rating from the offensive rating. It gives you a net rating. It should be positive. A championship team usually has a net rating of plus six or better. Pelicans net rating on the night. Small sample size. Don't don't read too much into this. Plus 42. Yeah, that's how good they were in the second half of the game. They were awesome. As was Brandon Ingram leading this team. Zion Williamson on the night just did what he needed to do. Didn't try and do too much other than a couple of turnovers, which... Again, some of those were due to bad entry passes to him, but he finished 7 of 9 on the night, 15 points, 10 boards, including 6 defensive rebounds. That's better than he often does. The turnovers are disappointing, but we'll get into why that wasn't such a huge factor in tonight's game coming up in a little bit. Zion Williamson had a quiet night, but was good. 
He knows what he's doing. They're using him in a variety of different ways. I like what I saw. He's going to end up having big games going forward. Lonzo Ball started slow. He was probably considered bad in the first half, to be perfectly honest. But the second half was good. Three of four from deep, two of two from the line, three rebounds, two assists, and a block, and just one turnover, 11 total points. He he needs to hit shots to make a difference. He he does. He was not the aggressive Lonzo Ball that we were going to hope for in this game that we all hope is coming one day. He wasn't there. But you know what he did? He went to the line six times and he hit four of those. 66.7%, two-thirds. It's better than what he normally does. I think that's kind of important in a way you can kind of look at this and be like, oh, it's a confidence-instilling game. Five turnovers, not so great. But overall, if the Pelicans play defense like they did in the second half, we'll get more into that in a second, they will be able to kind of overcome that. He was fine. If he doesn't hit shots in this, yeah, you're you're really concerned about his performance, but he did. And then when you have a creator in Brandon Ingram who kind of did what he did and Lonzo Ball on the night only finished with two assists or Eric Bledsoe who finished with six, you can be happy with him being a credible three-point threat, which is what he is. Eric Bledsoe, also awesome in this game. 18 points on the night, 6 of 12, shooting 4 of 8 from deep. Gave you a little bit of everything. It was aggressive. He attacked, made his three-point shots, and dished the ball. Perfect. Like, this is what, if you get this out of him every night, you're going to be absolutely thrilled. The other starter, Steven Adams, doesn't show up in the box score a ton. 8 points, 8 rebounds. He's so good, though. Like, he is. He was awesome. He's probably the Pelicans' best player in the first quarter of the game, or at least the first, like, 8 minutes or so. Setting good screens, playing good defense, controlling the paint down low, grabbing rebounds, and scoring when the opportunity presented itself. He's not going to be a big-time points-per-game guy, but he does just enough on that end to make sure that he is a useful player, and he gives you so much defensively, he moves well, too. That was one problem we had with Derek Favors. Just didn't move well, whether it's that he was old, whether it's that he was injured, what have you. Didn't move well, right? Just kind of statuesque. Steven Adams is not that at all, and he was great for the Pels. Off the bench, J.J. Redick, outstanding. 6 of 11 from deep, 8 of 14 overall, 23 points from him, 3 rebounds also. Yeah, perfect. You don't need much else from that. If he gives you that 3-point shooting, you're going to be really happy with that. Of those 23 points, 13 came in the second half. He was at least consistent through both periods for New Orleans, I thought. All right, coming up in the show, let's focus on the defense. That's a big thing. They were really good in the second half. Was it the team? Was it the Raptors going cold? Let's break down what happened for the Pelicans defense to rise to the occasion. Locked On Women's Basketball is the only daily podcast covering the world of women's hoops. Join an all-star cast of hosts each day of the week for a comprehensive look at the world of the WNBA women's college basketball and international competition that you simply won't find anywhere else. Subscribe to Locked On Women's Basketball on your favorite podcast provider. All right, wrapping up today's show, talking about the Pelicans win over the Toronto Raptors, 113-99. I think I screwed that up in the last segment, um, but that's what it was, a 14-point victory. So the defense was was really good in the second half. I don't think there's any other way to say that. You're going to hear me say that a lot on this show because, frankly, this was a really good game for New Orleans. 22 points in the third quarter, 20 in the fourth. They held the Raptors to 42 points the entirety of the second half. And the Pelicans did this all while turning the ball over 27 times in this game. How are they able to kind of overcome that? Because if you were to look at a box score and see 27 turnovers for New Orleans – 
that they got it and creamed, right? Like there, there's no way they were in this game. You'd, you'd text me and be like, what, what the hell happened, Jake? You wouldn't be able to kind of piece it together. Well, the defense really stepped up and the defense forced a ton of turnovers for the Toronto Raptors too. So while the Pelicans had 27, the Raptors had 21. And the Pelicans turned those 21 turnovers into 25 points. The Raptors turned the 27 turnovers for New Orleans into 29 points. So the Pelicans actually win on a per turnover basis there. That's a good way to neutralize what should be a big advantage for the opposing team. And what's going to lead to this is 13 steals in the game and seven blocks. ESPN, friend of the show, Andrew Lopez, looked it up and said it's the first time that every Pelican starter had at least one steal and one block in this game. Brandon Ingram, three steals, one block. Zion Williamson, one steal, one block. Steven Adams, four freaking steals out of your center and two blocks. Lonzo Ball, one steal, two blocks. Eric Bledsoe, one and one. It's all really good. When you have guys that are that active on the defensive side of the ball, and look, you don't get 13 steals without being active on the defensive side of the ball. You need to get your hands in those passing lanes. You need to anticipate your opponent and know when to poke the ball loose. Steven Adams, really good at that as a center, being able to realize, okay, I can just like hit this and force a turnover here. Some bad passes from Toronto also helped. The blocks are good too. Everyone was active on that and contesting the opponent significantly better. The Toronto Raptors on the night shot 30.4%. We haven't talked about any of their players because none of their players had a truly standout game. That's a big thing. And in the second half, when New Orleans was running away from this, go look at the shot chart. They forced Toronto away from the paint, which is what we said they needed to do, right? And we were a little bit concerned about that after the preseason games. But Toronto wasn't doing a ton of damage inside. They were getting in there and scoring, don't get me wrong. But the Pelicans turned them into more of a jump-shooting team than an aggressive team. And they were contesting these better. A lot of those in-the-paint, non-restricted area shots for Toronto, not great looks for most teams. They don't take mid-rangers, so you don't need to worry about that. But forcing them out to the three-point line and then contesting those well. And you saw the Pelicans do that. So the defense that you saw here is more born from just trying hard and being engaged and being locked in, locked on, on that side of the ball. You don't get that many blocks, that many steals if you don't do it. That does not happen by accident. And the Toronto Raptors really struggled in the second half with that. They shot on the night 43%. The Pelicans shot 53%. 10% difference there because of the way they were contesting those looks and not giving them easy layups inside like a layup line like it was at times last season. And this may be credited to Brandon Ingram. Maybe it's also the coaching staff that's not trying to take any of the credit, you know, given what Stan Van Gundy said. But you have to be really impressed with this. This Raptors team is good. They're deep. They're very creative. They're very well coached. They've got some star players in in Siakam, in Van Vliet. This is a very good team. And the Pelicans ran them out of whatever the Tampa Bay Lightning Arena is called. This is a very good win for New Orleans, a win they needed because this is a team that's gotten off to slow starts in past years. You didn't do that on the opening game of the season. I'm thrilled about that. You should be too. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Tomorrow is Christmas, so no podcast there. Though, depending on how Christmas goes, maybe I will record a special show for Saturday. We will see no promises there. But enjoy the game. Take it on the Miami Heat Christmas Day game. I think it's at 11 Central. Watch it. 
Enjoy it. Have some fun. Enjoy your holiday. Um, and I'll see you whenever the next show is going to be. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all then.